reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! please. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And uh, this week, we're going to look at Doom Patrol number four from November 2004. Oh, yeah. Yes. 4-4-4-4. 4-4-4-4-4. Oh, yeah. Yes. Two for the U.S., 385 Canada. Man, we were getting raped. <laughs> yes, we were. Look at that. 385. I don't even remember prices like that. Wow. Right. But they We blocked them out, I guess. Totally. Minds that can't comprehend. 385. Of it. Ugh. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. This was like three ninety nine before there were three ninety nine comics. I know. <laughs> of course, now they're all like that. So yes. Alrighty. Wow. So we have a beautiful John Byrne Doug Hazelwood cover. Yes. Giant size Rita fighting off some of the authentically uh, alien beasties from last issue, along with Cliff and Negative Man. Right Looks on. Like underwater. Yeah. Bloopity blooping underwater there. Not good. Not good. No. We open with a full plate splash of what appears to be a small planet hitting a much larger planet. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the moon or just some weird random... Yeah, cosmic marbles. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's it's implied that it's the moon. So the moon hits the Earth and then bounces off, I guess, and sort of retreats to a safe distance. <laughs> and as it coalesces into the Earth and the moon that we are familiar with, we see the changes of the volcanic changes on the Earth and then it turns to jungles and then there's dinosaurs and until we get to present day where there's the uh, research center and they've been Cut off from the Doom Patrol. Right. We cannot uh, communicate with him. With them. And so it's called The Waters Under the World. Dun, dun, dun. So Larry's uh, on the, the CD there. 10 4, good buddy. <laughs> He's trying to raise Smokey, but he cannot. That is right. Reception underwater is. Terrible. How do they say not good? It yeah. could be all the alien beasties in the way. Yeah. They don't look like they're terribly uh, transmitter friendly. <laughs> no, they're all goopy and jellyish, and that totally interferes with radio waves. Mm-hmm. So Rita is inside Cliff's head, and Cliff is down there with his light, looking at all the beasties surrounding him. Uh, where he's just complaining because there's no reception on the radio, and he's like, I think I have bigger problems than that. Yeah. <laughs> she 
She's like, what's going on? I can't see anything from inside your head. Do you need me to come out there? He's like, not yet. <laughs> I'd rather keep you as the ace in the hole in case these critters decide to get it. Oh, well, it looks like they've made the decision. That ain't no way to say hello, fish bait. Yeah, they're getting frisky. Yeah, they're poking them with sticks. And he puts his fists through them. And they're uh, not very solid, so... And then they are solid until when they grab him. So, <laughs> That's right. Uh, they're adapting very quickly to fighting cliff style, which is basically punching stuff till it falls down. Yes. Or your arm falls off. <laughs> yes, at this point, he gets to keep his arms. So far. So far. It's still early, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's dropped his flare, so now they're fighting in the dark, except for he's got... Uh... Doesn't Cliff have, like... I was just going to say, doesn't he have, like, super eyes and stuff? I was going to say, he's probably got infrared or something. Yeah. But, uh... And apparently it takes Rita to remind him of that. <laughs> That's right. So he adjusts his eyes. And to pick up the whole spectrum. And he finally does see and wishes he had because he sees the leviathan of these big squidly dudes. That's right. Getting ready to... Gobble him up. Get ready to go all Jonah on. <laughs> so, he's like, nope, he didn't swallow us. He scooped us into some kind of transparent sack under his chin. Oh, gross. gross. Yeah. I don't think it's better. No. It's, <laughs> ugh. That like just a, means he has a more insidious purpose for you later. Yeah, it looks like a great big alien condom. Blah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But it's more like if he was a pelican, it's where the head <laughs> Exactly. Rita's bouncing around a close head. She's like, do you want me to come out? He's like, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> He's venting the water out of his sack. That sounds gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, they've reached some sort of huge structure. It looks all sort of bioluminous and eggies. Yes. Uh, he thinks he sees people inside the eggs. Uh, and yep, that appears to be the case as the big beast, he sort of seals off the sack that he's in. Right. And hucks it into the pile. <laughs> he's been loogied. <laughs> yeah, basically, it just spits him into the pile and he goes in right through the, the wall. It's, I guess, semi-permeable, at least from one side. And uh, inside are the some of the missing dudes. That's right. And uh, inside, we have some survivors. They're like, hey, I've never seen a diving rig like that. Who are you? How did you get here? There you Meanwhile, go. Meanwhile, back at uh, Casa del DP, <laughs> uh, Nudge and crew are getting new uniforms because they, they're thinking it's going to feel better, make them feel better. <laughs> but she has more pressing issues. Is this, is this sort of going back in time then? Because they already did this, didn't they? I think this last issue where, he, where she came up to him and said, Hey, how do you love your husband? He's like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because now right there, he's talking He's talking to Cliff about melting through the ice. So obviously this, uh, this is taking place before yes. the current shenanigans with the gelatinous blobbies. Right. So, so when uh, Cliff says it's going to take about four hours to melt through the ice... 
nudges like four hours. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's doing four that. hours, and that's four panels of her moaning about it being four hours, and that <laughs> took take about ten minutes apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, let's go. So <laughs> she takes the uh, takes grunt and goes to find something else to do. Uh, it doesn't look like there's much in the way of recreation. Well, no, being prison <laughs> an abandoned former prison at that. Yeah, I can't see there being much to do. Yeah, you'd think the chief would have fixed up some, you know, at least some sort of recreational digs for them. Totally. Ah, well. He's all into the uh, techie side of it. Mm-hmm. So while uh, they're wandering through into one of the more refurbished areas, and Grunt is getting bad memories. He doesn't like uh, being locked up. I guess he was locked up here when the chief had him locked up when they first arrived. But she's like, don't worry, friends don't let that happen. Things like that happen to each other. And Meg says, or uh, Grunt says, Frank. There we go. Chunk in the Goonies. Monkey man can speak. Mm-hmm. Occasionally. <laughs> he really does, but when he does, it's to say friend. That's right. Well, they wander into another room. It's got some high-tech stuff going on. Uh, oh, it's one of Chief, the Chief's spy rooms. <laughs> Turns on one TV, and it's got so everybody speaking Russian. <laughs> a bunch of dudes in a lab. The president, the president's office. <laughs> there we go. That's the chief we know. <laughs> yeah. So she's just sort of flipping channels, and she finds something else interesting. Hey, Chief, I just spent a couple hours watching the weirdest show on some kind of closed-circuit sports network. I think maybe you should take a look. <laughs> They're like, not right now. I've watched Cliff Marita. Da, 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 da. There's some kind of interference. It reads as biological. Uh, Void says, I think I should do something. No, oh, that's not Void. That's uh, Larry. That's Larry. You can... Be forgiven for the uh, confusion. Yeah, they're very they, like, they have the exact same outfit except for their heads are slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. One's got red eyes and one has a blue face, but they're mm-hmm. pretty similar. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, Larry sits down and lets the uh, negative skeleton out and uh, zips out and then zips down through the ice. Down through the tunnel. All the cables and hoses appear to be connected still, so they should still be reading them, but it gets to the bottom where the, the thermal drill was, and it's empty. He says, it should be pitch black down here, but I can see like it's high noon. Now, apparently, the late negative man has uh, funky eyes, too. He can see in the dark. That's very convenient. <laughs> he sees what he thinks is plant life, but it's actually... Made of the same stuff as the the critters that were on the surface, the big monster gobbers. Yeah, yeah. It's goober. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all boogers. Lovely. Lovely as they say. <laughs> um, we cut to Cliff and the surviving dudes in the pat pod. Yes, we're getting a little bit of history here. A history lesson. Yes, so he says... They're not from the moon, they're of the moon, apparently. Two things crash into each other to produce the Earth and the moon. But since they have no DNA, I think those creatures may have originated on that other planet. 
and now you think they've decided to get rid of the rest of the life on the surface and now that we've let them know they're there. And he's like, uh, this guess is based on much better evidence because these dudes here are covered in goopy red gunk that's killing them because they're experimenting on them. <laughs> and apparently my house is falling apart. <laughs> there we go. Okay. It's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> no alien dudes at your place. Excellent. No. no. All right. They're intelligent. But uh, one professor says, we don't think they're intelligent in any way you would define the word, of course, not. <laughs> More like some kind of hive mind, like ants or bees. But they are imitative and adaptable and fiercely territorial. And the spears was an idea they got from us. <laughs> Excellent. They, so apparently they tried to use the spears in the goop monsters. Spears do absolutely nothing against the goop monsters. But the goop monsters are perfectly willing to use spears against them. That's right. And they can't figure out how to get out. That guy looks like Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> it does. They can't get out because they don't want to drown. And even if they could, the walls are nearly a meter thick. They heal fast to make any headway getting through them. Well, plus they're in the Arctic. I mean, I can't imagine that even if they could swim to the surface, that they would survive long in that. Yeah, it seems like Chilly it's water. Mm-hmm. So Cliff figures it's time to uh, bring out his little guns, or his... <laughs> Variably sized guns, as it were, and pulls Rita out of his hat. And she goes to normal size. And the professor recognizes her because he's worked with Niles Calder. He met, met them five years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we get, like, a little fashion break. <laughs> well, that's it, interesting. Now, I think it's, it was a mystery that may or may not have been intended to play out later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I met you five years ago, but your hair was a lot shorter then. And she's like, no, I work for Dr. Calder, but my hair has always been long. <laughs> but hmm. that's not important now. <laughs> that's a future prop head. That's right. Just dropped in there for yeah, your benefit. And I don't even remember if they get to it or not. Hmm. I don't recall it, so I'm thinking it didn't. It's just one of those things he dropped in there in case he felt he needed to uh, yeah, yeah. make the story go. Right. We will see. We will see. So they uh, put together a plan. Um, the plan so far consists of Cliff taking off the outer covering of his hand. And... Uh, is going to go inside there, and he's going to see if he can huck the uh, the fist right through the wall of the goop to get her up, get her to the outside. Right on. So he fastball specials her right through there, and uh, his hand goes sinky, sinky to the bottom, but she's through, and she expands to almost normal size. But here comes the big trap creature again. It glomps her. Yep, swallows her right up, and she just goes, looks <laughs> really big and tears him into smithereenies. So then she just sticks her arm through the wall of the, the cell and uh, says, let's go, guys. So she pulls Robot Man out, and I guess they're not going to save the scientists yet because they would probably die. 
<laughs> yes, one thing at a time. Yeah. So now they're out there, and all the critters are awake, and they're coming after them. Here comes Native Skeleton. She's like, I think I've got a negative man speaking on radio frequencies. Can you hear him? <laughs> I look loud and clear, Larry. But as he gets there, here comes a giant mega blob with gas jets of some sort. <laughs> Spewing bubbles, poisons and such. Awesome. So he gets uh, Native Man to grab him and huck him in the middle of the, uh, the bubbles. Because he's not bothered by toxins at all, being as he's a robot. That is right. He gets a hold of one of the geysers and then, what? I guess he, plug, he plugged it up. I I'm not sure what So we'll find out, I think. Let's see. We won't find out on the next page, mind you. Oh, maybe we will. He grabs it and then touches the back of his head. I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, so uh, whatever he does, it's very effective, and all the uh, globby monsters start uh, bubbling from the inside. Yes. They've lost all their cellular integrity, but so is the cage. Dun-dun-dun. Gosh, they're all going to flood. They're going to drown and freeze. Ouch. Maybe I can do something, she says. She pulls her glove off. My glove won't revert to normal size as long as it's still in contact with me. So he hucks the dudes in there. <laughs> and closes it up. Okay, so why isn't her hand freezing now? I'm not sure. Because she's but, tough. Uh, she's a tough cookie. I guess. So she hucks them all, takes them all up to as, as close to the top as they can. And she glops them up through the hole. And then uh, the negative skeleton goes up behind and pushes the globule all the way back up the the shaft to the surface. And this big glop of dudes comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's going on? Grab a Kleenex, man. Yeah. Clean up an IL-3. (laughs) And perhaps some doctors. Totally. Major Skeleton zooms back down the tunnel to save everybody, make sure everybody's okay, and they get everybody back safely. Not a single organism was left alive. Everybody died. Cliff's bright idea worked better than even he could have guessed. And, of course, thankfully, Faith is there, too. Or is it Faith or Hope? I can never remember. I think it's Faith. Faith. Yeah. Faith says... I'm still not entirely sure what you did. <laughs> See? <laughs> She's yeah. the reader. She's standing in for us. There you thank, go. Thank you very much, Faith. It's really simple. Although my body is mostly robotic, I still have a human brain, and that brain requires food and blood. And that blood builds up toxins in it, just like anyone else's. So every 48 hours or so, I vent the toxins through a small valve in the back of my skull, usually into a container. That's disgusting. Yum. Yummy. <laughs> Don't store that in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, so he basically squeezed his pus into them and they died from it. Yum. Huh. Hmm. He's just a great Chief is, of course, upset that he didn't get to study the creatures. <laughs> and they're just like, whatever. They got squished. That's right. 
<laughs> she thinks it's way cool that Mr. Roboto beat the bad guys by peeing in their pool. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. There you go. That <laughs> takes us back to the 60s. <laughs> it is the boat. End on an upbeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's that. That is that issue. Next issue, Robot Wars. Ooh. All right. Cliff likes fighting robots. That's totally oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get a little cover blurb, and it looks like we got Cliff, and we got, oh, we got all kinds of robots. Half and half Cliff. Mm-hmm. Half Cliff, half some other kind of robot. Oh, we're going to get a Robot Man origin story, I bet. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've only seen, like, two or three of those so far. So That's well. right. So now we'll, we'll see. We'll see another. I think he takes some liberties with it, from what I remember. He kind of plays around a little bit with... John Byrne taking liberties with someone in origin? I know. No. I know, I know. <laughs> it seems hard to believe. I, I hear you. I was reading his... Uh, Oh, what is it? Two Morrows puts it out. The Visionaries book on John Byrne. Mm-hmm. And they talk for just a little bit about the uh, the Doom Patrol and, and uh, how Byrne revamped it and stuff. And so I, he's not clear on whether, um, or the interview isn't clear on whether he approached DC to do Doom Patrol or they approached him to do Doom Patrol. Um, but in the question, he's like, yeah, the Doom Patrol from where they were... I, I would have needed, like, six issues just to get them where I wanted to get them. So uh, he said Mike Carlin was like, well, uh, do you want to just mana steal them? <laughs> and Byrne was like, yeah, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> so, uh, so, there you go. Straight from Byrne's mouth. He, uh, I mean, it's always going to be a who said, he said thing, but. Yeah, I but, don't know, it's uh, odd, but whatever. I think Byrne just, yeah, he wanted to reboot them back to the team that he read about, the team that he liked. Uh, and didn't... turned them into crazy skeletons. <laughs> exactly. He didn't really want to deal with all the hoo-ha of how to get them there. He just wanted to start right off with them where he wanted yeah. them. Yeah. And that worked for a little while. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, shall yeah. See, We shall see. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was doing all kinds of stuff for DC at the time. I'd forgotten about it. He'd done like a... Do you remember he did like a demon series? Yeah. I, I completely say. forgot about that. That's the thing that I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, he was doing... Much else. They that called it. This time, but... Ugh, crazy. Crazy. He was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then but he wasn't. Like this is around the time when he starts deciding he can ink his own stuff. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then it goes downhill from there, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he needs an anchor. He does. Although, I think he's inking himself on uh, Trio, and it's it's not bad. That's his uh, new book. Yeah, but it's from... John Burney. It should be better than not bad. Well, <laughs> yes, but it, it, it looks, I mean, it looks good. But, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's inking himself on that book. I think he's doing everything. The way he does. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's that. That's that. We will see you all next week. In the meantime, if you want to send us a note, you can send us an uh, email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Or you can wander over to our website, which is hopefully up and running by the time you hear this. <laughs> which is also doompodtroll.com. And 
all of our episodes should be listed there, and you should be able to listen to them or comment on them right there. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do it, do it. We will see you all later. Bye-bye.